The snow fell in heavy sheets, sifting its way from the heavens and finding its footing somewhere on the land around the cabin. I wasn't sure what time it was and didn't care to find out. I knew it was later in the evening, but most hours of the day looked the same from where we were in the North Pole. A dim white with the sun barely kissing the horizon. It was typical for September. The cabin had a constant roaring fire. My skin caught drafts of its heat, but could still feel where the cool air slipped through the cracks of the wooden structure. The storm wasn't letting up anytime soon. Another cup? Jay asked me. I held it out and nodded. He poured the almost boiling coffee into my mug, and I topped it with a shot or two of ice-cold vodka, making the perfect drinking temperature. Lauren? He offered her the same, and just as I had, she agreed. The smell of coffee riddled the cabin, mixing with tobacco smoke and the faintest hint of chicken broth from hours earlier. I took a long drag of my cigarette and sipped my coffee vodka before exhaling. I always hated that instant coffee shit, but I got used to it surprisingly quick. Maybe the vodka helped, I wondered. I looked around the cabin, Lauren and Jay sitting on opposite walls. I fell somewhere in between, sitting on a bar stool. I'd been holed up in this cabin for weeks with these people, for unimportant work or research-related reasons, yet they still seemed like strangers to me. I knew their names, I knew a little bit about them, but almost every conversation we had was little more than pleasantries. Hey, Laura spoke, breaking me from my stupor. Both of you, come here. Jay looked at me emotionless, and then made his way from the kitchen to the living room, where Lauren was sitting on the couch. I put out my smoke and took a seat next to her. Jay chose the leather chair that sat across from us. We wordlessly waited for Lauren to say something else. She didn't. What'd you want? Jay asked. Entertainment? She said with a smile. I'm bored. I want to be entertained. He laughed at that. Entertainment, huh? I don't think I really want any part of this. Jay started to stand, but Lauren interrupted. Now, come on, dude. Put another shot in your mug and relax. We all need some entertainment. There's nothing to do here. Uh, well, what, what kind of entertainment? I asked, amusing the idea. I don't know, she shrugged. Let's tell each other stories or something. Jay relaxed back into his chair. Okay, fine, I like stories. Who's up first? Silence danced along the room, only broken by balls from the wind. Well, I guess I'll go, Lauren said. I've got a story to tell. It's my go-to interesting story at parties and stuff. Jay leaned back, filling his pipe with loose tobacco. I reached into my pocket and grabbed another cigarette. So this happened to me when I was a kid. Well, teenager, actually. I was 16. I've been dating this guy for a couple months. We lived in San Francisco. Happily, I might add. Thanks to his parents' deep pockets. Jay scoffed. She ignored it. So, one random night, we decided to take a drive. He had a beautiful 67 Camaro. 
purred like a thousand lions. Anyway, we decided that one night would be the night that we'd lose our virginity to each other. I leaned forward, now just a little more interested. We find this old road that hadn't had streetlights added to it yet. We parked off to the side of the road. We blast the radio and, you know, and, well, (laughs) then we finish up and stuff. There's no need to go into any more detail. Oh, no, I teased. Please do. Lauren rolled her eyes. Anyway, after we were done, I get out of the car to smoke a cigarette. While I was smoking, I noticed this guy walking down the street towards us. Some dark, brooding figure, as I recall anyway. I remember thinking, this isn't some street people walk down at midnight for fun. My first instinct is, okay, this guy needs help. She took a sip of coffee. Jay and I made brief eye contact. So I call out to him. I say, hey man, you need some help? And that's when my boyfriend gets out of the car and looks at the guy too. And then I noticed this guy wasn't just walking. He was fast walking. I mean, real unnatural-like. My boyfriend says to him, You need a ride? I swear I heard the guy say, No. Back to us in this panicked voice. But my boyfriend didn't hear it. Jay interrupted. While asking strangers if they want a ride, huh? You can get killed that way. Shh, quiet, Jay. I interjected, genuinely interested in her story. Thanks for the advice, Jay. I know. Anyway, this guy kept walking until he passed us, so my boyfriend said, Let's leave this freak alone. And he says it pretty loud. Well, the fast-walking man stops dead in his tracks when he hears that, and he just looks at us. We weren't more than 20 feet away at that point. The only light coming from the lights of the car. There's no way I could see him in any detail. She took another sip from her thermos. I was frozen with fear. I turned back to my boyfriend and he looked a little on edge too. And the guy? Well, he was just staring at us, motionless. Well, did he say anything? I asked. He did. He said in a deep but quiet voice, You're lucky you parked where you did. And the three of us stood there silently for a moment. And then he just walked away. Well, that's ominous, I said. You ever figure out what that guy was doing? Oh, it wasn't just some guy, she said, looking right into my eyes. It was the Zodiac Killer. I almost choked on my coffee. What? Yep, and the next day we hear the news of the first murder. Those two high school kids parked along Lake Herman Road. That was barely a quarter of a mile from where we were. (laughs) Jay muttered, unenthused. And you know, she added, it may not have been him. You see, apparently Zodiac drove away from the crime scene. So why would he have been walking then? I'm not sure, but... Whoever or whatever talked to us that night, the fast walker, he knew what had happened. He told us we were lucky.
Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Oh, fuck, is all I can manage to say. I sat in a shocked state. Lauren was trying to hide a smile of content, obviously pleased with her story. And Jay, well, he looked unimpressed. That, I stuttered a bit. That, I stuttered a bit. That reminds me of something that happened to me, actually. Jay cocked his head back, the first sign of amusement he'd shown. That guy... I started. I don't know. It reminded me of something that happened to me. Do tell. Lauren leaned toward me. Well, I began. Well, it was when I was a kid. I was only 12 or so. My friends and I convinced our parents to send us to the same summer camp that year. Camp, um, hideaway. Man, I haven't said that name in years. Lauren blinked at me. Jay wasn't looking at me, instead focusing on his pipe, but I could tell he was listening. I continued. So yeah, Camp Hideaway. See, it was this little summer camp, maybe seven or so counselors and no more than 30 kids. It was a hell of a nice place, actually. We went hiking and canoeing and all that normal camp shit. We were supposed to be there for a week. We, uh... I trailed off. Your time got cut short? Lauren asked, fiddling her fingers against the aluminum wall of her thermos. Well, sort of, I said. Only by a day, though. It was the sixth night. My four friends and our counselor were sitting around a campfire, maybe a quarter mile from her cabin. We were telling some stupid ghost stories. Looking back, I think our counselor just likes seeing us scared. And we were scared. The cabin walls creaked and moaned against the wind. Why were you scared? Lauren inquired. Well, Shelley, our counselor, was telling us a story about the campers that were there the summer before. She told us that a bunch of campers went missing, and they found their remains in the woods. She said their intestines were strung up in the trees, and their heads were found roasting on the campfire we were sitting around. At that very moment. Shit. Did that actually happen? She muttered. (laughs) No, no. We were kids though, so I mean of course we believed it. But it was all bullshit. She was just trying to get a rise out of us. But... But in the middle of her story, her words trailed off. And she just stared off into the dark behind me. And we were all like, Shelly, what is it? But she kept staring. Then we heard these footsteps approaching, really fast. I was admittedly a scaredy cat. I didn't dare to turn around. Now at that moment, I paused, the fresh memory flowing back to me for the first time in decades, unable to process it at first. 
They both took note of my pause, and Lauren said, And what happened? Sorry, I shook my head. Hadn't thought about this in a long time. The footsteps stopped. I was frozen. Shelly and my friends were the same, some of them looking in the sound's direction, and some not. We were all clinging to the silence, but it was broken. The, uh, the fast walker, as Lauren said, he said something to us. Well, what did he say? Lauren said calmly, almost like she knew. He said, Good thing you're all out here telling stories. And he walked away. The only thing he left behind was the sound of quick-paced footsteps and the silence that lingered after. In the cabin, I felt a familiar silence, one of waiting for reason to come. A silence that penetrated the souls of its inhabitants, waiting for answers to overcome the bleak stillness. And so I continued. You see, we snuck out that night. Shelley convinced us to go out close to midnight and tell ghost stories. Not long after the man walked away from us, as we sat in silence, trying to comprehend what had just happened, we heard... I shuddered at the memory. We saw an explosion from the cabins. Then we heard the accompanying boom. A sound so loud it still wakes me up in my deepest of sleeps. My grip was tightened around my coffee cup. My knuckles white from the pressure and cold. I winced at the memory but tried to keep composure. It was a, well, it was a freak thing. It was a gas leak. It was ignited by one of the counselors laying a cigarette at the door of her cabin. There were no survivors, except for us. Oh my god. Lauren murmured through paralyzed lips, staring at the ground in a thoughtful manner. And just then, Jay stood from his seat and lumbered his way toward the coat rack. He grabbed his heaviest coat and wrapped himself in a scarf. Where the hell do you think you're going? The blizzard has barely calmed down, I intruded. He took a long draw of air. His eyes wandered the cabin walls and ceiling, paused at Lorne, then landed at me. You know, he tightened his scarf. I learned a long time ago I can't prevent things from happening. I can't save anyone. No matter how hard I try, no matter how fast I go. I've learned, over the years, the best I can do is just slow down. Lauren and I gawked at him, confused, our thoughts jumbled and perhaps intertwining. He finished buttoning his coat and exhaled long and slow before he spoke. It's a good thing you two decided to stay in during the storm. A smile appeared on his face before he turned from us, swung the cabin door open, stepped out slowly into the blizzard, and shut the door behind him, leaving Lorne and I inside to mingle with the stale tobacco smoke and the heat from the fire, as our memories, old and new, mingled as well. <laughs>